morning and welcome to Are You Up Babes. My prayer is that you are blossoming wherever you are at, that regardless of your circumstances and your situation, the trials and the tribulations, you are blossoming because God is inside of you and He is your very present help in time of need. I want to share a parable that takes place in Matthew chapter 13. It is one of the very first parables that Jesus spoke about, and I want you to picture it as I'm telling you about it. But there's this farmer, I want you to imagine this farmer standing in his field and he's scattering seeds. And he wants to plant seeds, so he's scattering them all through the field so that he can actually get a crop out of these seeds. Now, the story is not about the farmer, and the stories actually are not about the seeds, but it's actually about the soil where each seed falls. Some of those seeds fell along the footpath, and it says that birds came along and ate them. Some of those seeds fell on shallow soil, and they soon wilted in the hot sun because their roots had not taken deep enough. Some of those seeds fell amongst the thorns and they were choked. But some of those seeds fell on fertile soil and produced a crop. And the Bible says in this parable that Jesus said some produced 30, 60 or 100 fold. The disciples come up to Jesus and they say to him, why do you use parables? And Jesus responds and says to them, you his disciples, you, are allowed to understand the kingdom, but others are not. Then he says, those who listen, understanding will be given. But to those who are not listening, even the little understanding that they have will be taken away. But then he says, so now he's talking about them and they. But then he says to his disciples, speaking now to them, he says, but blessed are you because your eyes will see and your ears hear. Your eyes see and your ears hear. What Jesus is revealing here is the kingdom of God, which has in fact entered the world and is working right then and there as he was with them, although secretly among humankind. Jesus affirms that what is taking place in his ministry is on one hand, the decreed will of God and the result of biblical prophecy and on the other hand, a terrible rebellion and chronic unbelief. And that is why he spoke in parables. The parable was not so that everyone could easily understand or to hide the truth. If Jesus wished to hide the truth, he would never have spoken in the first place. But Jesus wanted to preach and he needed to preach without casting pearls before pigs. So the parable spoken to the crowds does not simply give information or to mask it, but to present the kingdom of God and to challenge the hearers. Now let's look at the first soil that the seed falls in. This seed falls among the path. The pathway is always a hard place. It's a place that people walk along and the roots cannot take place within that hard ground. It cannot penetrate the ground. 
Jesus is now teaching his disciples what this means. He says this is like people who hear, but their hearts are hardened, like that path is hardened. And so the truth cannot penetrate their hardened hearts. You know, it's so important that when we listen, what we listen actually goes and penetrates our heart. It changes us. It changes who we are. It changes where we're going to because we're often a product of our past. We're a product of what has happened to us. But Jesus doesn't want us to be a product of what has happened to us. Jesus wants us to be a product of what he accomplished at the cross. And he wants us to blossom. And so as a result of this hardness of these roots that cannot penetrate through the hard ground, the truth is lost. And the evil one comes quickly to snatch it away. It cannot penetrate. It doesn't get there. It's snatched away. The second soil is where the message comes and it's received in a thoughtless way. So the ground is shallow. The roots do not penetrate deeply into the ground because the ground is shallow. And so there are signs, immediate signs of life and of promise. And it looks like this person is going to produce or this seed is going to produce the best crop because they've received the truth with joy, but it doesn't take root. And I want you to hear this. No root, no fruit. No fruit comes out of it. Instead, Jesus explains that the external pressures of life, trouble, persecution comes along and these people quickly fall away. Now you need to understand that is everyday life. Difficulties, pressures, trouble, persecution. You know, something as simple as, oh, are you going to church again? Or you're always at church or, oh, you think you're a Christian now and you can make these decisions. Just silly things people say and it's too much. The difficulties of life, the challenges, the storms. And so these people quickly fall away. These people are often temporary disciples who are numerous in times of revival, but who fall away quickly. And it's very disheartening. There's a third seed that falls amongst the thorns. And in this soil, the seed is quickly choked up by the thorns. This is those who do not hear the word with joy. They don't hear the word with joy and they never permit that message to enter into their hearts. You see, it's always about the heart. And so they do not want the kingdom of heaven to control them. Now, Paul explained this so beautifully in Romans 12, where he said, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but we need to allow the word to transform us so that we become a new creature. These people do not allow the word to transform them. They do not allow the word to control them that they become like Christ. And their life has too many other commitments. And so it slowly chokes the struggling plant. But Jesus also speaks about two headings under this particular soil. The headings are the worries of life and the devotion to wealth. The worries of life and the devotion to wealth. These two things, continual worrying, fear, are these things ever going to be sorted out? The focus is on the worry and not the God who can bring a solution to that problem. And their devotion to wealth. 
and so it chokes away the struggling plant. The deceitfulness suggests that one may not be aware of the choking that is taking place. They are just aware of the worries and they are aware of the need for wealth in their lives. But the fourth soil that's spoken about, they hear the word, they understand the word, it actually comes into their heart. Actually, my heart is on this side, but I think you get what I'm trying to say. They hear the word, it comes into their heart and they produce a crop. And then Jesus spoke about three different crops, 30, 60, or 100. Now, I want you to think all of those were explained as a good crop, whether it is 30, 60, or 100. Let's look at that in percentages. 30% is under average. 60% is just above average. And 100%, of course, is creme de la creme, A+. Plus. But Jesus was happy whether you're producing 30%, 60 or 100. Whatever you have the capability, the ability that God has placed inside of you, but to produce a crop. These soils speak about character. The different soils are the different characters that people have. And God is speaking about good soil, that that seed needs to fall into good character. Our character is everything. 1 Corinthians 15.33 speaks about bad company will corrupt good character. Romans 5.3-4 speaks about producing character and it says glory in your sufferings i don't know about you but no one likes suffering there's never joy we think in suffering but the bible teaches us to glory in our sufferings why because sufferings produce perseverance perseverance produces character and character produces hope and then it says, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out in all our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. And then, of course, the fruit of the Spirit, which produces in our character love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness and self-control. And so character, our character is very important and the Holy Spirit helps us to produce character in our lives. Trials and tribulations can produce, if we will allow His Spirit to work through us, the character of Christ inside of us. And if you look at life, people have really been going through difficult times. People have been going through real hardships in their families, with sickness, in trials, in tribulations, depression, so much loss on every level. People are praying now more than ever before for themselves for others the prayers are sincere they are deep prayers a crying out and you know god hears the crying out of his people john 9 31 says god listens to the godly person who does his will 1 peter 3 12 says the eyes of the lord is on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayers Jeremiah 29, 12 and 13 says, God says, he will listen to you. You will seek him and find him when you seek him with all your heart. 
there's the heart again, that we seek him with all of our hearts, that as we are that seed in good soil producing and we seek him with all of our hearts, he hears that cry. Psalm 66, but God has surely listened and heard our prayers. That is the God that we serve, a God who hears our cries and listens. So I want to say, be encouraged and minister to everyone and pray for everyone. Understand that three out of four will eventually not respond or be transformed. But be encouraged by the one seed that fell in fertile soil. 25% or a quarter who will be a good seed who will be on fire, who will be open, they will have open hearts and loyal, who will be faithful, who will transform people's lives with you, who will be desperate for the will of God, who will be desperate to be more like God, who will be desperate to have more of Him. They will be a great encourager to you and they will be a great support and in tough times, they will be a life support. Never be hardened. Never become bitter. Always reach out. We always throw a life jacket to someone who needs rescue. We may even need to jump into the water and help them to get to the shore. But understand, not everyone will always be grateful. And not everyone will always stick around. If you've messed up in relationships, you're in good company with me. But you know what's encouraging? If you look at the great apostles, Peter and Paul, who also messed up. In fact, this happened with all the disciples when they heard that James and John wanted to sit next to Jesus when he came into glory. And they were very disgruntled and began to complain. And yet, Jesus changed the world through them. So don't focus on what's behind, the mess-ups, the mistakes, but instead focus on what's ahead, the kingdom of heaven. This is exactly what Jesus was talking about in the parable, the kingdom of heaven, that the kingdom of heaven is our focus. It's where our eternity lies. It's what we live for. It's where we want to get everyone to. It's our only focus. And so we need to ensure that we blossom in the kingdom of heaven, that we blossom here on earth as we are drawing closer to God, as we are becoming more like Jesus, and as we are drawing people to him. You know, Jesus offered himself, and we received that gift that he gave us when we received him as Lord and Savior. Now, all we do is we offer him to people. There is an urgency, but we have the privilege and honor of offering him to people. Three of the four seeds may say no, but there is one seed that will be on fire, loyal, excited, and will change the world with us. Let us blossom and let us help them to blossom. And so I want to encourage you through your trials and tribulations. It is all about the kingdom of heaven. That is what we live for. 
But while we live here on this earth, it is to encourage and change people's lives. So many suffering, so many in difficult circumstances, financially, in their jobs, in their businesses. Many have lost much. In families and relationships with sickness, people battling with depression, people battling to know if they will ever come through this. Can I encourage you, never give up. Jesus is with you. He's got you. He will make a way for you. And a reminder, he is really, truly a very present help in times of need. So we're going to pray together and I pray that you would be encouraged by today's message. You would be encouraged to continue to live the will of God over your life and to be obedient. We are not going to be rebellious children, but we are going to be obedient children whose hearts, hearts are well open to God. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this time together in your word. We thank you that Jesus actually understood what rejection was. He understood what rebellion was. And his word to us is to always continue, to always go on, to always blossom, to always reach out to people, to always preach the gospel, to always love, to always forgive, and to understand that he is always with us. We are so thankful for your goodness and your mercy over us. We love you with all of our hearts and we pray, Father, for those who are battling in their health, with sickness in their finances, with depression, with relationship problems, with marriage or children. We thank you, Father, that you are our very present help in times of need. We thank you so much in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. May God bless you and blossom.
Opry to rock!